What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to a special game day edition of All In with Art Stapleton. A New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and we are finally here. September 10th, Sunday Night Football, New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys, MetLife Stadium, 820 kickoff. And we are recording this in the morning to give you a special game day preview. It's something we're going to add to our coverage this year, try to do a quick, Preview of the game, my thoughts that morning, whatever the game is. Uh, I think it should be fun. Give you kind of a quick and breezy look at the Giants and Cowboys. I know you're always looking for Giants content. So without further ado, let's get to some of the big things to watch in this game from my perspective. First off, Darren Waller. Yes, you've seen it all over by now. Check the timestamp on my story, 4.03 a.m. Darren Waller expected to play. That was the feeling I got on Friday. Uh, If we just go through it very quickly, he practiced on Friday but was a limited participant. There was not a sense that he left practice is that they pulled back a little bit because he had been feeling tightness in his hamstring. Uh, Some of that may have been heat-related. The the days of practice this week, the humidity in East Rutherford was ridiculous, Uh, probably worse than any day in training camp. Uh, And the Giants played it cautious. Uh, Obviously, they listed him as questionable. It was a legit 50-50 because they had to see how his hamstrings responded over the weekend. And what I was told is just take caution because we know Waller's history with hamstrings. He missed a lot of games last year uh, due to hamstring issues. Uh, Really, the, the thing that blindsided, I think, most people and most observers, including me, is that Waller went through camp and the preseason without any issues whatsoever. Uh, So for that to kind of surface this week, kind of got the Giants a little nervous. Giants fans anyway, basically raised antenna. But the bottom line is from Friday when I checked on it until Sunday now as I'm recording this, the Giants believe Waller will play tonight. I don't believe it will hinder his performance. I think they were just, again, very cautious, wanted to make sure they were following the rules of putting him on the injury report because it just came out of nowhere on Friday in terms of lowering his participation. Friday's usually a light practice anyway, uh, so that's where we're at. And if you follow this show, you follow me, you know Darren Waller is a huge presence on this offense, potentially this season. Uh, Not only will he be a target for Daniel Jones, but I believe he will serve as someone who uh, kind of a magnet to take the defense away from everybody else. I think Daniel Bellinger will have a very good season, especially in the red zone. We saw that in the preseason game against Carolina for that one drive. 
I think the Giants like to use their two tight ends and even three tight end sets with Lawrence Cager. Uh, I think they want to attack teams differently. Uh, Obviously, Waller opens up the middle of the field for guys like Paris Campbell and Sterling Shepard and most of all, Saquon Barkley. And then ultimately when Wondell Robinson comes back, which could be as soon as next week in Arizona, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how Waller, uh, presumably at 100% going into this weekend and going into this game, will kind of set everything up for what the Giants want to do offensively because I truly believe that that's the way it's going to be. Let's move on to another huge point. You heard the show this week, if you haven't already, my one-on-one with Evan Neal. Uh, Neal is going to be a focal point, but I do believe that the tackles, both Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, will be asked to stand up. And stand up and make plays. Now you have a lot more confidence in Andrew Thomas. Uh, I think you're going to hear, if you check out my story today on NorthJersey.com, in our uh, running live story that will be updated throughout the day and then have in-game analysis, that last year on Thanksgiving, people forget it was a short week. Andrew Thomas barely practiced. He was sick. There really was a legit chance that he would miss the game on Thanksgiving. He pushed through it, was not at his best. Micah Parsons ended up getting two sacks on his side, ultimately charged to Thomas. And afterwards, Parsons went to the media, uh, went to social media, and essentially said, That's your guy. That's a star. Uh, You know, he said he stayed on him all game. And. If I'm Andrew Thomas, I say exactly what I said publicly this week in terms of it doesn't matter. I don't pay attention to the noise. But you have to know Andrew Thomas is a pretty prideful guy. And it would not shock me to see Thomas come out here looking for some redemption against Micah Parsons. You know, internally, people don't believe that Andrew Thomas has something to prove. Uh, But I think nationally this is an opportunity for Thomas to kind of remind people why he got that 117.5 million dollar contract for the Giants why Joe Shane and Brian Dable wanted Andrew Thomas locked up until 2029 he's 24 years old and only 50 something days older than John Michael Schmitz who will start at center as a rookie tonight for the Giants so uh, there's a lot to be said about the star power on the Giants now. Uh, and I think that's another key. The best players on the Giants have to play big tonight. They need them to win these games because when they've played against the Cowboys, when they've played against the Eagles, and they have not done well against those two teams last year, 0-5, then obviously over the course of the history of these rivalries, dating back to really the Tom Coughlin era, that – When those teams beat the Giants, they beat them their way, and they also beat them with their stars stepping up. And I think the Giants need that. They need their big players to play big. I know that's a cliche, but Daniel Jones has to have a good game. Saquon Barkley has to have a good game. They need Dexter Lawrence to make big plays. They need Leonard Williams and Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari. 
Bobby Okereke has to play well in the middle. Xavier McKinney needs to make plays on the back end. Adoree Jackson has to hold his own against CeeDee Lamb in the slot, as he did last year in the playoff game against Minnesota against Justin Jefferson. You've got good players on this team that need to step up. And I think that will be a huge key. You know, when the Cowboys have beaten the Giants and it's now 11 out of 12 and Dak has not lost a start to the Giants since 2016, that was his rookie year. The Giants beat him twice, once on opening day, and then later in the season in a frigid night game where Odell Beckham Jr., Uh, Caught a slant, took it to the house. Giants win 10-7 and essentially put themselves on the road in Ben McAdoo's first year uh, to the playoffs. And we all know what happened after that. The boat trip, losing in Green Bay, uh, Odell punching the wall at Lambeau, and everything else kind of spiraled the next year and then Ben McAdoo was out. So that's something to keep an eye on tonight. Can the Giants' big players play big? Uh, Because... The way the Cowboys have dominated this series is they've put it on their offensive line and they've taken over. Now, it'll be interesting to see Tony Pollard on the Cowboys. He now takes the lead role in the backfield. Uh, Giants had a very difficult time against him in the first game last year, week three. Uh, But let's not forget, Saquon Barkley scores that touchdown in the third quarter, and the Giants were winning that game. Now, I know it wasn't Dak Prescott, it was Cooper Rush, but the Giants had the Cowboys last year, and they were nowhere near a better team. The Cowboys were much more talented. I think the talent level for the Giants have has risen. I think the Cowboys have essentially stayed the same, so it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out tonight. I think the crowd will have a big factor. Weather is an issue. There are thunderstorms predicted for North Jersey and New York City all through the game. Now, weather patterns change, we know, but it's been so hot and humid that you're going to get that thunderstorm weather the way you would in late July and early August. And that's going to be tonight at MetLife Stadium. Uh, And I think that will be a factor, something to keep an eye on. Are there delays in this game? Giants have a lot of young players. I mentioned John Michael Schmitz. Jalen Hyatt will get opportunities on offense. I also think that when you look on defense with Adoree kicking inside to the slot, you also heard on all-in this week from Tay Banks and Trey Hawkins III. They'll be on the outside. How they perform will go a long way to what this defense can do. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of Isaiah Simmons. I think he'll be in sub-packages. I think the Giants want to play in sub-packages. And the speed of Simmons and Okereke, if they both are inside, allows them to play against the Cowboys' running game uh, in in essentially nickel. And I think that's what we're going to end up seeing a lot. Giants are going to want to send Simmons. I think the big key is for Wink Martindale – Where are they coming from? Which players are dropping? Which players are blitzing? Which players are rushing? Uh, I think that'll be a big factor against Dak. Giants obviously want to take advantage of some of the mistakes that Dak made last year. He'd lock on to CeeDee Lamb, and if CeeDee Lamb was covered, uh, then it was kind of that second and third read is where Dak struggled. That's where teams were able to to pick him off uh, and where he he kind of had that 
interception issue last year that carries into this year. So that'll be a big storyline. Um, and that's where we're at. Look, I know a lot is going to be made about the Giants' schedule and how these are tough teams on their schedule. You open with Dallas, who's a talented team. In two weeks on a Thursday night, you have San Francisco. Then you come back for a Monday night game against Seattle, also in the playoffs. So three of the four teams you're playing were in the playoffs with you last year. But here's how I feel. If the Giants want to be a playoff team, this is the time where the Giants have to be viewed as that difficult opponent. They need to be able to prove that they are good enough to match these teams. Now, I'm not saying that the Giants are going to be a Super Bowl contender right out of the gates. I still think they have holes on this team that will ultimately you know, hurt them in spots. But they need to compete with these teams in order to be able to show that they're the team on someone else's schedule that's going to be a difficult out and not the other way around. And right now, I think the perception is still look at the Giants' schedule, look at all these good teams they have to face. And I think it turns out to be the other way around. I think people will start to view the Giants as a difficult out on their schedule. Uh, and that starts tonight. My prediction, I predicted the Giants would win the game on a Graham Gano field goal late. I'm going to stick with that. I said 31-30. Uh, I think it's time. It's time. And I think the Giants are as good, as talented as the Cowboys, and this is their opportunity being at home. Uh, that unknown factor, I think there are a lot more unknowns and how they attack the Giants than there are for the Cowboys. And I think this new look offense, speed, 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 speed on defense, speed, speed, speed. Uh, and the X factor on defense will be the ability to stop the run. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Sean Robinson, and Nacho all four of those guys will play. I think they will have an impact. I think Okereke will have double-digit tackles tonight. Uh, and in the end, I think the guy they just gave a three-year contract extension, Graham Gano, comes through tonight uh, in the clutch. It's where the Giants have a huge advantage over the rookie kicker from the Cowboys. And in the end, I think the Giants uh, pull off a mild surprise for a lot of people and kind of make a statement uh, in week one that they are there to compete with the Cowboys for that spot behind the Eagles and not just settle for third place fighting off Washington uh, for that spot in the division. Uh, that wraps up our game day podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please let me know. Let me know if you like this. We're going to keep doing it every week. But thanks for everything this week. For listening to all the shows, the response has been great. Reading all my coverage on NorthJersey.com. We are going on the road with the team next week in Arizona, and we'll be there all the way through the San Francisco game. So keep it right here. We're all in, and we appreciate you being all in. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll be all over social media and on NorthJersey.com, and then we'll have a post-game wrap, all-in podcast, ready to go for you guys when I get back up to the press box from the locker room. Again, enjoy the game. Hope you get the result you're looking for. And uh, we'll talk to you tonight after the game. Cowboys Giants, ready to go. Week one, here we go.